spacecraft did not crash in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. You know flat earthers, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system. And welcome to the special banter episode of Subliminal Decision Podcast, your weekly dose of conspiracy theory bullshit. My name is Cody. I'm my pal, Phil. How are you? Doing good, buddy. How about yourself? Uh, not doing too bad. It's almost Friday, thank fucking God. Uh, but, Phil, why don't you tell the audience why we will not be doing a regularly scheduled conspiracy episode today? Well, it was, in fact, my week to do the episode. The only problem was, basically, I had to leave my Wi-Fi router behind at the old apartment. Uh, I had already shut off my internet and had the internet started at my new apartment. I was not able to get a Wi-Fi router. So, basically, not able to do an episode, but we're going to do a little banter episode this week. We'll be back next week with uh, my episode, which I'm hoping you guys all like. So, Oh, you know they're going to love it. Phil, here's what I'm wondering. Okay, you didn't have internet for, what, almost five, six days? Yeah. Did you have to watch a DVD or maybe even a Blu-ray? I did, Ooh. actually. I, I dusted off the old Blu-ray player. I actually watched uh, I watched Scott Pilgrim. Okay. And I also watched the first two Hobbit movies. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's like talk- I was back in the Stone Age of the 90s. Let's talk about this a minute. I think the second Hobbit, Hobbit movie is better than the first, but I did like them both. Do they hold up? Um, yeah. I mean, it's I mean, it's always cool seeing the dragon and you know, kind of like watching the big fight, the city getting on fire and everything. I still actually I'm planning on watching the third one this weekend, but of course I got you know my I got my uh, streaming back, so I had to watch Obi Wan and I watched the new Star Trek that was came out on thursday so dude you've I, I, you've seen the third hobbit right yes it's i think it's terrible I, eh, do you feel yeah. the same way yeah i mean they're just basically it's like the the five uh battling the five armies is kind of what they're doing and yeah i mean it's it's not that great i uh i definitely thought that this week's obi-wan was a lot i don't know if you've been watching it but yeah this week's obi-wan i thought was a lot better Okay. If anyone out there is watching it. Okay. I have a little beef with Obi-Wan. Okay. Did you just watch the fourth episode or the fifth? I just watched the fifth episode. Okay. So I have not watched the fifth yet. I've been up to the fourth. I have not been that big of a fan of the show so far. Um, The main Sith Lord lady or Inquisitor or whatever the hell her, her title is. I don't like her character, and I think she's kind of a bad actress. Um, what do you feel? Yeah, I know the internet really, really doesn't like how the show's going or her casting or her character. Yeah, I mean, if you, it's kind of hard to say because I've been enjoying how it's been going, especially after watching the fifth episode. If you watch the fifth episode, it kind of comes together a little bit better. But yeah, it's, um, I don't know. I mean, I think it's okay. I, I don't 
I don't like automatically hate it. A lot of people auto hate it, not necessarily because they, you know, well, some of them don't even watch it. They just have to auto hate it because the <laughs> internet tells them to. But not a lot of people have kind of their own minds anymore. It's more of a collective, really. But here, here's my theory on the whole thing. Um, I think in my mind, when I heard Obi Wan is going to be a show, uh, yeah. because he's a known character. And there's known characters, and it's in a story arc that everyone is pretty familiar with. I was expecting, I think, something a lot different than what is happening. It's, I think, when you see, you know, you know, Obi Wan through the whole trilogy or the six movies, really. Yeah. Um, and he's like this strong, powerful Jedi, and all of this, and he's kind of like not that. Uh, during the show and it's kind of disappointing i think in my conspiracy world here why the mandalorians a lot better received is because they're fresh characters and nobody has any expectations very true also it's the caliber of actors it's really really well casted kind of trying to say and also i think baby yoda a lot of people very meme worthy a lot of people really like oh, yeah. baby yoda very cute character everyone liked it but I think it's just they they strayed so far from what everyone thought that that in-between story was going to be. Also, I think a lot of people are disappointed because they thought Maul was going to show up. They thought Robot <laughs> Leg Maul was going to show up like in his Crime Lord days. So OK, yeah, that would have been kind of cool. Uh, I remember yeah. the ap- April Fool's. It was the IGN April Fool's thing where, man, it looked like a real trailer. It was all about Darth Maul. Yep. And, and people fell for it, and then you realize it was complete bullshit, and everyone was like, come on, make a Darth Maul TV show. Yeah, that would be great. I really did think that Darth Maul was going to be the main antagonist in this show. And yeah, I mean, it's Vader. It's also, the weird thing is, it's in, okay, so like in the comic books, in the books, I've heard that Vader is a lot more vicious, powerful, uh, like very, just just a killer, just a motherfucking killer. But you've never really seen that in the shows. He doesn't really do a whole lot in like the movies or, you know, kind of like in the shows that we've seen in this, like, especially in this last episode, like you really kind of see his power. So, okay. You know what, what obviously Disney, the biggest fucking whores, uh, one of the biggest whore companies out there. Oh yeah. They say none of the books or comics are canon anymore. And I think they only say that because they cannot make money off of them. Um, yes. <laughs> which the, is, well, the, the sad thing is everyone now, everyone says that about episodes seven, eight, and nine, that those movies aren't canon. Ooh, basically, I, they're saying that they're saying that Disney, anything Disney puts out isn't canon. It's the books and the old movies that are canon and the cartoons. I OK, I really like The Force Awakens, the first one. I think that's what mm. it was called. Yeah. Second one, I liked it a little better on my second watching, but I still wasn't a fan. That last one, I kind of wish I could like have the men in black thing where it like erases it from my mind because it kind of just tarnishes everything. Get hit with a denuralizer. Yes. Yeah. So actually, I'm the opposite. I thought seven was uh, the best movie of the of all three. I didn't like it that much, but it was it was way better than I hated eight. I thought eight was fucking terrible. And then nine compared to eight wasn't as bad, but it was also very bad. So I just I can't stand it when 
like a known commodity of a series is trying to just grasp onto every cliche straw and just wedge it in there. And that is how I felt episode nine was just like you got Emperor Emperor Palpatine magically is alive. You got fucking her and him and they're connected and all this psychic bullshit. And it's just like, I know, I know the force is weird. But you don't need to turn it into like Miss Cleo basically had the goddamn force powers. Yeah, it's I don't know. I mean, it doesn't even feel like it was a Star Wars movie, really, because I mean, you hear the the how the people speak. So in the first three movies, four, five and six, kind of they they spoke in that weird, almost like Shakespearean type, you know, kind of had the weird language and they they went away from it just a tiny bit in the prequel episodes. But then those last ones, they just completely spoke normally. It was like somebody, it was like the person who wrote the script never saw the first three movies. That's actually kind of the weird thing. It's almost like the people who are writing the script for these, like never had any experience watching the Star Wars movies. Like they tried to get them to be untainted. Like, no, we're going to try to like grab as much cash as we can, sell as many toys as we can. We can't have them being tainted by what was good before, you know? So... I think they were made by J.J. Abrams, and he made all those Star Trek movies, which I did like the original remake or re-envisioning of the Star Trek movie. The other two, not so much. How did you feel about them? I liked the uh, the original that they... Well, the remake, but yeah, the I believe it was like 2008 or something like that. I did like that movie. I think it's the Chris Pine. Is that the guy who is plays... Yep. It's got yeah. Siler who plays Spock. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. When uh <laughs> I remember because we used to watch Heroes a lot. When uh when Spock had Kirk over the fucking uh the com, I was like, holy shit, he's gonna split his fucking wig. <laughs> Just like Siler. Cut his fucking head open. Yeah. They, they I ne- did like those movies. They but. they never explain how like we know he cut it he cut their head open on Heroes. But he never really said what he does in their head, right? He basically, like, reaches his fingers into their brain and, like, grabs their powers. So normally that kills the people, but uh, the Hayden Penitentiary chick healed. So she actually, like, walked away from it. But he basically stuck his fingers in and, like, grabbed their powers out of their brains or something like that. Okay. I It's the first season of that show is amazing. And then it's just... I don't know. It just kind of slowly goes downhill. Then the writer strike happened and uh, they basically couldn't get the same writers in the people. They did have come in, shit the bed and they neutered Peter Petrelli. That was the worst part of that. I mean, he was a total Mary Sue, but it was still a great character. Remember the like feature or the future. I can't remember. They saw, I think what's his name? The Asian guy saw the future and it was like Peter Petrelli and Siler were like gods and the whole world yeah. was like destroyed. Yep. They were just battling till the end. Yeah. Um, so enough movie talk here. Uh, how was your move, Phil? How did the how did everything go? Was it smooth? Not smooth? What? How did it go? I decided that the weekend that I would move would be the hottest fucking June weekend that I've ever experienced in my life. Probably the hottest on record. It got up to about, I think, 116, 117 on the days that I moved. So, yeah, not very fun. I did get it all done in time 
to hand my keys in and get my full refund back. So that was good. How many loads? Oh, God. Uh, well, first was the U-Haul, which we pretty much filled that up. And then probably about three trips with the car. Okay. Um, completely filled up. I also, I think I must have taken out about 20 bags of trash and <laughs> taken 11 bags to the Goodwill. Okay. And, uh, you know, various whatever. Uh, I also got, I got rid of a, a 10 foot by 10 foot circular pile of military clothing that I basically had hidden throughout my apartment. So, oh, uh, what? Who'd you give them to? Like, this? Oh, I just don't. I donated it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Is that where I suppose that's not where like surplus stores aren't like hand me down military stuff, is it? So some of the stuff is brand new that they get from kind of like those tactical little companies. Uh, but a lot of it is kind of like old surplus uniforms, you know, regalia, all that stuff. Stuff that basically people just kind of didn't want clogging up their, you know, storage, whatever's st- closets and storage bins and shit. Right. All right. Well, I mean, do you feel not that's quite a bit of garbage, Phil? I'm not going to lie to you. Um, oh, yeah. Do you feel cleaner now? You feel lighter, lighter. OK, yeah. You purge yeah. a lot of shit out of there. Yeah, definitely. So it was weird when I had 48 hours left to move. I would be looking at my shoes thinking, OK, when's the last time I wore this? How many times am I going to wear this in the future? That last day of moving when I only had so much room in my car and two hours left till I had to hand the keys in, I pretty much was thinking like, am I wearing these shoes right now? No. Okay. Get rid of them. Like (laughs) I threw out probably two pairs of dress shoes and some, some gin shoes that honestly I probably should have thrown away, but I was just getting rid of shit left and right. I almost threw out my pizzazz, but then cooler heads prevailed. I found room for it in my car. So. Do you do you use the pizzazz quite a bit? Not since I bought an air fryer. Because yeah. you can cook a you can cook a pizza in that just as well as you can cook one in a pizzazz. But I mean, it is nice to bust out the pizzazz every once in a while and watch it spin. You know, it's a class. Nice. It's I mean, that was like the original better air than the, yeah, well, better than the oven cooking d- device, basically. Oh, yeah. You just throw it on the counter, you know, set it on. You can basically I remember when we first got one. I first got one um, probably my junior year of high school when our family got one. But I actually got one as a graduation gift for when I went to college. And I pretty much cooked all of my meals on that pizzazz. <laughs> like, it'll cook anything. It's great. You know what? I think you and I are kind of alike in that uh, like predicament where... I, it doesn't take much for me to be like, I don't need this shit. Throw it away. Um, oh, yeah. Like, there's so many people who want to, like, hang on to shit till that thing's just, like, falling apart. I'm just... <laughs> like, literally today, I had a um, pretty nice pair of Under Armour shoes, but they were getting quite worn out, you know? Like, you yep. could tell they were walking a little funny and stuff, and they kind of smelled... And I'm just through them bitches right away because <laughs> you got to yep. just get rid of them. And now I've I've only been buying like the 20 to 30 dollar shoes because they seem to just wear out at the same rate anyway versus like a Nike or Under Armour. And they're like half the price. So, yes, y- you know, I mean, it's good to have nice shoes. But if you're wearing these shoes to work and they're just getting destroyed anyway, what's the difference? 
Yeah. The uh, so the running shoes that I buy are actually from this place in Tempe called Roadrunner Fitness or something like that. Basically, they sell like jogging, running shoes, all of that. The reason why I used to buy them there was because of my PT tests when I was in the military. I I always like really wanted to get good shoes for that because it helped my time. You can really tell like running that mile and a half if you're running in crappy shoes compared to running in good shoes. That's kind of one of the tricks. I I figure it it probably cut like maybe only 20 seconds off my time, but it's just kind of like the mental thing of also like having better shoes, you know. Oh, look, I if you are running without a doubt get running shoes or shoes made for that. I mean, that makes a huge difference. Yeah. But what I what I've noticed, I how much are these run roadrunner shoes? About ninety to one hundred and ten dollars. Yeah, I would bet money, unless you got weird feet, that if you were to get try like the thirty dollar running shoes from Amazon, mm-hmm. um, they're not going to last as long, you know. Uh, yeah. But the running comfort, they're so lightweight. I really like them. They're really lightweight. I like a lightweight shoe, and because of my hips, I always put insoles in them. I don't know if you're to that point yet, but it, that so, helps too. So when you buy these shoes, they actually have the the machine that measures your your gait, and oh. it also has your foot basically form the brand new insole for the inside of the shoe. So it basically fits perfectly, and it oh. the the shoe also is like you buy the one that is for your gait. So I have one one foot when I run that kind of like moves crooked a little bit. So this <laughs> shoe actually kind of like goes with that to help me. So I'm I, not like tiring my leg out and my hip out so much. On, honestly, you know, now that you mentioned that, okay, that is definitely a lot better. I yes. pr- I probably should do that. I've kind of laid off the um the running and my like hip pain has subsided. So. Mm. I'm guessing there's a correlation in there. My hip pain would come a lot from like, what you call it, like standing for too long. Oh, yeah. You're on your feet too much. And you probably stand really awkwardly when you're like, if you're leaning over like benches and stuff, doing paperwork and that kind of shit or cleaning. Yeah. it. Yep. The thing is, is like, I've noticed it. I've tried everything. Insoles, like standing different. Whatever. It's only like the hard floor if I stay in there for too long. But ever since I haven't been pushing, running quite as hard, it seems like that pain hasn't bothered me nearly as much. I don't know if I'm like, when I'm running, I'm like um, agitating it or something. Do you know what I mean? Possibly. Have you ever, I mean, this, you know, not really, I mean, I don't do it myself. Have you ever thought of yoga? I've heard that that really (laughs) helps. And swimming too. Swimming really helps get like, work out some of the muscles that you never like the never stabilized use. muscles supposedly the ones you never like work out like regular working out uh i would try that honestly i'm not the most flexible person so probably could help in that matter honestly yeah. though I, I do you still have your gym membership i do i actually moved away from that gym so i'm going to get a membership at a different gym but the gym here has kind of like everything that I need. I don't really need a lot of like weight stuff. I basically do a lot of lifting your own body, like your own body mass kind of resistance. Yeah. I uh, do a lot of that. So I don't, I only really need like a, a blank space on the floor and uh, a treadmill 
and just like lightweights kind of that I do with lunges and stuff like that. So, so uh, I don't know if you're in a contract with yours, but mine's a year. So I have like through four months left. I think can't really mm-hmm. get out of it. But I think after that ends, I'm just going to, like you said, buy a few weights uh, and just work out at home because most of the like the ground exercises, lunges, certain squats, different things like that. You could I could just if I had a nice mat, I could do them on my floor and not because I lose ambition because you have to drive way to the gym and I it gets a little old and then there's a lot of people there and then you have to wait and it's just it gets really annoying. Especially when you live in a place with extreme weather, like if in Minnesota during the winter, really hard to get to the gym, Arizona during the summer, really hard to get yourself to the gym, just because you'd rather stay inside in the AC rather than having to travel when it's all either hot as shit or cold as fuck. See, here's the other thing too. Like right now when it's pretty nice weather here, it feels good to me because I work indoors all day. You get home, you go on a nice like three mile walk or something. Um, yeah. It's just the fresh air, the walking and everything. It just, I don't know. It's almost an enjoyable kind of peaceful experience while you're still kind of keeping a little active. Oh, yeah. That's kind of how it is here during the winter. During the winter is when all of the beer leagues for softball and everything. That's when everyone, that's when the smart people go out hiking. <laughs> the crazy people here go out hiking during the summer. And they're the ones who end up getting rescued by helicopter off the fucking mountains like morons. They should get eaten by fucking snakes. <laughs> Taxpayers spending 25 grand to go fucking peel them off the side of a mountain because they didn't bring water. They're all Wisconsinites coming down Spe- here. You no know what? Plan. Speaking of Arizona, did you watch the new? Uh, I suppose you maybe you haven't yet. Um, that new Mormon documentary on Ooh, Netflix. What app? Netflix. No, I, I haven't yet. No. I, it has such a weird name. I'm going to look it up real quick. It's such a weird name. It is titled Keep Sweet, Pray, and Obey. Have you <laughs> have you heard anything about this? No, I haven't heard anything about it. I don't know if you have Netflix still or access to it. Uh, I do. Definitely this weekend. Give it a watch. People out there who haven't watched this, this is very good. Have you heard of Warren Jeffs before? Yes, I have heard of Warren Jeffs. But yeah, I am one of the probably 10,000 people who still pay for Netflix. So <laughs> I do have Netflix. Yeah. Honestly, though, this uh, is very good. I've heard of this guy before. You know, he has like 60 fucking wives. He's as underage brides, all that. OK, so basically this Warren Jeffs guy, just so we're not lumping in like the the normal, like, you know, the the kind of FLDS which is the Fundamentalist Church of Latter-day Saints, which is like fucking super hardcore version of Mormons. And I'm pretty sure in the documentary, it basically says they broke off because, you know, Mormons, modern ones are like, this polygamous shit is stupid. We're not doing that anymore. And these guys are like, nah, 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 we're going to keep doing that. And basically want to keep women docile and... That's literally what keep sweet, pray and obey means is don't question authority and do as you're told. Yeah, from what I've from what I understood, I kind of think that 
it's basically like the mass mass majority of of Mormons are just kind of like like regular folk who really yeah, yeah. you know they they have a little bit different beliefs than everyone else but you know it's not like they're living on some compound you know in the goddamn desert with 20 child brides pretty much <laughs> that's the ones you think that that's the flds kind of ones that you're thinking of with this documentary right yeah they okay, kind of yeah. look like amish people like maybe mennonites we know what mennonites look like um yeah, yeah. I, I mean mormons latter whatever the latter-day saints uh you know they're just the same as christians to me you got some who believe but are normal about it, and you got somewhere fucking insane about it. So, uh, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, just the problem with them is the same exact thing as the problem with any other religion. Once they become like the majority in an area, they start to try to like push their own rules onto everyone else, and that that goes with every single like religious group. You know, any like it it, it happens. It seems like like we don't think about it now because it's mostly like either Protestant or Catholic, but anywhere you live, once they become like the majority, basically a lot of those religions kind of like dry counties, that situation, you know, right. That's what a lot of people worry about when they like move to heavily Mormon areas. Like, are they going to start kicking over, allowing people to drink that kind of deal? Oh yeah. Yeah. If you forget, that's a big thing. Um, yeah, out here it is out in the West. Yeah. You gotta, I, I mean, who knows exactly. They, I mean, that might be the FLDS people who are in control of those counties, though. You know what I mean? They might be the ones actually, you know, powering that shit through. Well, the reason I brought this up is in the show, they're somewhere in Arizona for like a piece of it. I can't Mm -hmm. remember which part. It's mostly Utah, Nevada and Texas, but they're also in Arizona as well for something. Um, But what I was going to say, I totally forgot the the Mormons can be just as aggressive as the Jehovah's Witness when they come to your door. I totally forget about that. Oh, yeah. It's you just got to be nice and slam the door in their face. <laughs> just don't just don't fight them on it. Just tell them that you're, you know, happy with your current religious provider and then just shut the door on them. You know, offer you treat, them water if it's hot out. You treat that's them. But I always that's what if it's during the summer here and I got, you know, the like there's the the two young dudes with the fucking like white t-shirts and the bikes and the bike helmets come offer them water and then just tell them, no, thank you. And then, you know, shut the door. Um, yeah. I, so you treat them like a cable company, basically. Well, cable companies, normally you call them. <laughs> well, no, you're but... like, no, I'm already subscribed to a different religion or I'm happy oh. with my current religious provider. <laughs> yeah. The old school when like fucking <laughs> MCI and AT&T used to call you in the nineties. Like, are you are you happy with your current long distance plan? Be like, I don't even know who I have, but yeah, sure, whatever. Then just hang up. <laughs> yeah, those people, those guys were they were the back in the day version of the car warranty and solar, uh, so solar panels on your roof. People now, basically, Is they that, were bad. They were bad back then. I bet that is a big thing in Arizona, huh? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Basically, if you own a home, you're going to get a call at least once a month, if not once a week about your solar, like putting solar panels on your roof. They're relentless. Okay. So is Phoenix the same way as we are here where, so this doesn't necessarily pertain to people in the country, but in the city, we are enslaved to Excel Energy, which has a monopoly over the entire area. So 
you, why, yes, you can get solar panel, you have to sell your energy to Excel Energy, then they take that off of your bill. Yes, our malevolent masters are called SRP, Salt River ah, Project. There are energy, there are water and our power and our gas too, I think. They've got to do something about that. That is crazy. The localized monopolies. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I mean, Comcast is pretty much that here as well. They own a lot of the line, the like cable and internet lines. Yeah. The problem with the cable companies is there's always the big one. And then there's the shitty like other option that you can get while you're waiting to get the introduction rate like a year later so our big one here is called cox but then when they start charging you too much you move to the shitty one called century link and then wait it out for a year and then go back to cox trying to get their introductory rate <laughs> you know i read this big this like it was kind of an article where and this isn't to disparage anywhere but like third world countries have better faster internet than the united states of america and people aren't paying an arm and a leg for it, which should and they charge less. Yeah. yeah, which should tell you that you are being sold a fake. How would you even put it? Like they're lying about how much speed they can get you. Yeah, basically we're being throttled twice. So we're being throttled first off by them not putting any money into like our infrastructure for all of these like lines and cable really we should have fiber by now and that fiber should be being replaced by something even better probably like multiple satellites giving us you know the internet that we want the problem is they're not going to spend that money on us because we're all more than happy or they're making us more than happy to pay for it to come through the cable systems also we're getting throttled the second time those fucking internet companies are manually throttling, basically. Oh, Even if sure. you have the fastest fucking internet, they're still throttling you. Oh, for sure. I remember yeah. during COVID time, right, when they had yep. more people at home, they magically were able to release more data for people to use. Like, wow, oh, like you guys didn't have the capability to do this before? Fuck you. That's how much shit we were always supposed to have. Yeah. But they've been holding us down. And then all of a sudden... It, it starts whenever your your fucking plan's about to end. You start to notice it gets slower and slower and slower. And then they come out with, oh, you know, if you wanted faster internet, you could pay an extra $15 a month, blah, blah, blah. And then they'll you'll pay for the faster internet. But all that they're giving you is what you should have already had because they're still throttling the fuck out of you. But you're just basically getting 100% of what you should have had before. You know, it's kind of like I just had that shit happen to me. No, I was just going to say. I'm literally going through that right at this moment because my plan has expired and I keep keep forgetting to call him. And this yep. guy kept calling me over and over. And then he's saying, oh, I notice you're not getting as much. Uh, the range of your Internet's not as good as it could be, which I already knew means they've got a product for me to help me out. Yep. <laughs> luckily, I was like, I just told him, like, hey, I'm driving right now. I'll call you back. And luckily, he didn't press it. He just never called back again. So... As you're talking, he's fucking pulling your bars down pretty much. <laughs> I have noticed my internet magically starts disconnecting a lot more and, and yep. shit like that. So there's, I have noticed that over the last few months, which is kind of weird. And it's not like I don't really have that many neighbors that could be interfering with it. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. Just, the same shit was happening with me too. 
You know what? And the I I think the thing about like um, fiber optic lines and stuff. Ch- they were talking about that like six years ago now. Um, I th- I think what happens is they want to put the lines. It gets held up in permits in the local government. Probably someone in your local town or something is taking payouts from Comcast or Cox or whatever, and then is denying the permits for them to be able to bury these fast lines which just keeps delaying having people have better internet over and over due to just permits, regulations they have to follow. By the time they yep. can actually start to do it, it's outdated. Oh, yeah, that's what fiber is now. I mean, fiber still is better than what we have, but we should have already had it, just like I was saying. Like, if you, I think the internet in South Korea is so much faster than ours is because they just build the shit, you know? They just make it happen. Korea, man... I, Korea's been on the rise. They, you know, over the last, what, I don't know, five years, they have their entire, like, they have it set for an entire, their entire own genre of music now. Like, if you say K-pop, everybody knows what that is. They're spitting out movies now. Like, they're, oh, yeah. they're almost like turning into, like, a mini America. Yeah, they've been working on that shit for decades, though. I mean, ever since really... God, they they ended their dictatorship, I think. Don't quote me on this. I think they ended it in like the 70s or 80s. Um, After the Korean War, they had a dictatorship for a while. And then they kind of um, really wanted to emerge uh, just really to be better than kind of on par with Japan. It's kind of like they were already better than North Korea. They just want to be at like on par with Japan. But I think they're actually surpassing Japan in like technology now. You know, it's funny. I might be mistaken, though. I ju- okay, I'm just going to say, just from a media standpoint, uh, over the last 10 years, they've like exploded. I yeah. And this is going to be really controversial, and I can't give a full opinion because I haven't tried it yet. But from, I've heard that Korean, the Korean version of sushi is actually better than Japanese sushi. Now, I know this is going to be really controversial, but apparently the Korean one is all cooked ingredients inside of it, whereas the Japanese one's all raw. And I've heard from people they prefer the Korean one. So when you said they're battling Japan, I don't know. That seems like a that's a very controversial thing there, Phil. Here's the problem. We live in America. So whatever fucking sushi fish that we get is probably crap compared to <laughs> what they get in both of those countries. Very true. I've heard I've heard that the the sushi that we have in America, even if you go to the best sushi place in your city, pales in comparison to the worst sushi place in like Tokyo. You know, I've heard like I live in Phoenix and it's all crap here basically. Like oh, all the food except dude. for Mexican food, which is really good here. But all of the rest of the food is really not that good. And the sushi here, I've I've never had good sushi in the city. Okay, I will guarantee there's at least one spot in the, your city that has, like, professional oh. sushi. But also, you better have a steady paycheck or, like, a big oh, yeah. lot of cash to to eat there. Um, are you, Here's the thing about, like, let's say, like, real Japanese sushi... The like real fishy taste, I think because we grew up in the Midwest, I'm not the biggest fan of it. How about you? No, I mean, river and lake fish is kind of what we grew up eating and it was all fried in lemon and really anything that you can get in the grocery store that was like seafood that you might be getting fresh if you lived on the coast. 
wasn't really as good. Anytime I've ever been like on the coast, it was always a lot better, especially the seafood that I got while I was in Shreveport, Mississippi was really good um, compared to the shit that we had up in like Minnesota, you know, like the sh- all of the like the shrimp and everything really never compared. I mean, yeah, obviously in the Midwest, you I would assume it's very difficult to not freeze the the crustaceans or fish or whatever you're getting out of the ocean verse. If you live near the ocean, you can have fresh um, yeah. seafood. You know what I mean? But yeah, I don't know. I've never been to Japan. I'd love to go. Uh, I'm sure I would try sushi there. Um, you know, oh, definitely. Yeah. I'm more of the raw, like Japanese ramen. That's where I love ramen. Uh, I'd probably try a lot of that. Although the Korean ramen apparently is pretty good too. <laughs> if you've ever, if you ever went to Japan or South Korea, would you try some of the the weirder fare? Some sure. of like the the squid and the blowfish and some of that kind of stuff. Would you go? Would you go that route? Uh I would try pretty much anything. The blowfish, I think I'm a little weirded out by because I don't know if I want to simulate what it's like to have a stroke. Um, but yeah. you know, I don't. If I my face is all fucking numb, it's probably gonna freak me out a little bit. Yeah, I don't know because I'm not very good with seafood. Some of the more normal stuff I can eat, but I don't know, like eating. Eating some of like the fresh weird stuff might freak my system out a little bit just because <laughs> I grew up eating fucking steak and potatoes for the first fucking 25 years of my life. I, you know, I, I didn't really I wasn't very adventurous with food until I was about 25. Then that's when I started living overseas and I started traveling around um, On- some of the stuff you had in England and Iceland was kind of weird. Honestly, but- I would try anything, pretty much anything, as long as I'm not like something I'm allergic to or something, but, um, yeah, I would try it. I'm does, doesn't mean I'm going to like it, but I would try it. Uh, there's pretty much, yeah, I've tried pretty much anything so far. I'm a little disappointed in myself because I had the opportunity to try zebra when I was living in England and I didn't eat it. And I had the opportunity to try whale when I was in Iceland and I didn't do that. The reason I would have tried the whale but the problem is it's so controversial that a lot of people a lot of people hate it when non-locals like eat whale. They hate it when tourists eat whale supposedly. We got warned about it when we were um going over there. So it was kind of an eat at your own risk type situation. So why are they, they said it tastes really fatty though. I was going to say there can't be much meat on a whale. They look all fat and they used to <laughs> which they used to make uh, oil out of, right? Yeah, you're basically eating blubber pretty much. So is what they said. It's like a, it's it's almost like the grizzle that you get on the side of steak. I was I've heard pretty much that like the meat tastes like the grizzle. Ugh, so I don't like a, the grizzle. I like the grizzle, just a little bit of it with my steak. I wouldn't yeah. like it if the whole steak was grizzle. You it's ever, like you're getting a fucking Walmart steak. You ever watch someone like it's usually on a T-bone, I think maybe a ribeye it has that like fat on the edge. Someone just yeah. takes that and just fucking ripping it apart like mixed in with the steaks a little bit fine, but I don't want solid fat. Oh, I'll eat the solid fat off the side. Yeah. I'll That's eat that. You. I'll eat the whole fucking strip. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I guarantee zebra. You probably assume it's venison or something. I assume it tastes kind of like venison, kind of gamey, kind of like ate, venison does. Have you ate horse? 
No, but I have had those lasagna dinners that you get from the uh, from the grocery stores. Apparently, for a while, those were coming with horse. So, <laughs> in 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 uh, in Europe, the big story was that there was a I forgot what the brand name of it was, but apparently from the from the markets there was a frozen lasagna that was coming with horse meat that they weren't disclosing that it was horse meat. So, well, I guarantee most people wouldn't even be able to tell the difference. If they were eating no, fucking I, horse it meat. It maybe tastes good. Yeah, I, in a lot of countries, they eat it. I guess in America, they just think every goddamn horse is sea biscuit and you don't want to touch it. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of that situation where it's the difference between pets and food that Americans can't really get around. You know, you don't want to eat a an animal that you also consider a pet. And a horse is more of a pet obviously than a cow is. So that's the weird thing. When we were, when we were kids growing up, uh, we took cows to the fair. And so we basically raised a cow from like a little calf to a full grown steer or heifer. And then we ate it. So we raised it for a year and then ate it. Same with chickens. We raised chickens and then we ate them. Pigs were more seen as like those things just lived in the shed. You know, you didn't really (laughs) raise it. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um, so I I want to know why are they so weird about anybody trying whale meat? I don't know why. I think it's just because I think some people like in Iceland, I think there's more people who don't eat it than do. And I think it's because there's like been changing attitudes. I think that pretty much everyone in Iceland used to eat it, but now it's kind of one of those things where um like the tide is turning on people actually eating whale. So it's it's one of those weird things. I don't think anyone in our group really even tried it. So I don't. I, God, I would have been so curious, but maybe I would have asked like an Icelandic person, hey, can you order this? And I'll just taste a little bit. So I get, apparently you don't get stabbed with whatever Iceland people have. <laughs> those six foot four fucking amazon behemoths fucking walking over you they're all tall it's so weird they are the whitest people on earth but they're all like six four it's crazy (laughs) i i didn't know they were that tall yeah and they all look really young too i don't know what so i i saw the weird thing i saw it looked like a grandma a mom and like maybe a teenage daughter and a couple of kids but like the weird thing is the grandma the mom and like the daughter, they all looked about like the same age range, like mid twenties. It was weird. It's almost like the grandma just didn't age. And the mom looked way younger than she should have been kind of one of those weird things. I don't know if they, I don't know if they use something there, if they have really good water over there or what's going on, but maybe maybe healthy living, maybe all vampires. They could be, they do never see the sun. So that's very true. You know, here's what I might do. If you go to Iceland, you want to try whale, maybe do DoorDash it. Maybe DoorDash the whale meat or uh, <laughs> Uber Eats it or whatever they have over there. Yeah. Fungenheiden. That's yeah. up there. <laughs> some weird, Some weird name for their fucking uh, food delivery apps. And someone will deliver it on a reindeer to your apartment <laughs> room or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, just so, clogs. It's just so weird. I feel like that'd be like if someone came to America and we're like, you can't try baby back ribs because it's, you know, it's just like, I don't, it just seems weird. 
Yeah, if there was something here that we kind of almost held sacred, like as ours, you can't try cheeseburgers. That's an American thing. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not for you. Yeah, like what I was going to say, I don't know. I Would you say America or hamburgers are like an American thing? Mm, I would say a lot of bar- the, hamber- the hamburgers that use the glazed donuts as buns. That's probably a wholly <laughs> American thing. Is that a thing? That's a fucking thing. Hamburgers with glazed donuts as buns is apparently an American thing. I've only ever seen them sold at county fairs. Well, but. in Iowa, they deep fry a stick of butter. So I guess anything's um, anything's possible. I just how do you even eat a stick of butter? I just I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't even know how you fry it without it all melting. You must have to freeze it. Then you basically put the like the cream stuff around it. And then you must deep fry it just enough so that the fucking butter doesn't melt in the middle. I mean, they deep fry candy bars. Yeah, that's true. I've heard the deep fried Snickers is really good. Okay, I had a deep fried Oreo. It's good, but it might be a little too greasy for my like, I don't know if I necessarily like a greasy Oreo. Yeah, but it it was pretty good. If you've seen many Iowans in your life, you know that Iowans, most of them like grease. So you might have been living away from there a little too long. <laughs> so I, uh, the ones I heard are the best are the Snickers and the Milky Way. Milky Way is apparently Ooh. good deep fried as well. Three Musketeers and Milky Way are my favorite candy bars. So if you had a, a deep fried Three Musketeers, I might actually like it. Or it might put me off of Three Musketeers forever. I have no idea. <laughs> Would it, is there a uh, state fair in Phoenix or something? There is. It's actually later on. So it's. It's not during the summer because it's too fucking hot here. But yes, they have a state fair here. It's uh, I've heard it's not great. Um, I heard our local uh, old county fairs going on right like this week, I think, or yep. maybe next week or something. How much you want to bet the exact same rides as when we were there are probably still there in operation? Oh, the exact same Ferris wheel. Rusty and rickety as ever. Fucking Chicago Loop, the fucking everything. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Gravitron. Oh, God. That was actually pretty fun. But yeah, did, that thing clanks so much when it spun. Did you see that? I uh, Did you finish Stranger Things? No, I'm actually uh, just in getting to the end of season three. So I'm trying to catch up to season four before I watch it. I, I have heard that it's not so much about the upside down anymore. Oh, in season four? In season four. Kind of. I can't remember which season it was, but they had the Gravitron on there. Okay, yeah. So I was like, I did always like that ride, but, you know, the old-ass rides that that fair had are, uh, I I don't know. I I was surprised they didn't break down when we were there, and if they're still operating, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I listen to way too much fucking small-town murder. You hear about all those carnies killing people. And <laughs> the hiring practices of those carnivals. We, the, we literally had that happen. Yeah, that happened at the Howard County Fair. That uh, one of the carnies kidnapped a mom and a daughter. And it was the the carny and the carny's girlfriend, basically. Uh, okay, one more, uh, one more thing here. So uh, speaking of small town murder, I've been kind of listening to crime in sports because I haven't listened to it in a long time. Yeah, I listened to the Mike Tyson one, and then Oof. I decided to start watching some Mike Tyson stuff. And 
I am thoroughly convinced that in the prime, Mike Tyson could have probably taken down any other boxer in history. How do you how do you feel? I think that in Mike Tyson's prime, he could have beaten up any man in history. Yeah. If you yeah, like any fight, uh, it doesn't even matter. He's just a fucking monster. Like he has to be the best fighter to ever live. I remember we talked about I and I think when we covered that Ali fight, I think I asked you during that. I'm like, which one of them do you think would win in their prime? And now I there's no doubt in my mind he would beat Muhammad Ali. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, Muhammad Ali would do his best to dance around him, try to get in some punches. But once Mike Tyson, you know, got in the fucking breadbasket, he would have just ripped him in the gut. And that changes your whole fucking fight. Once once you take one solid punch to the fucking kidneys like that, it's oh, I mean, well, you listen to that crime in sports when when they're watching like the highlights from some of those or the knockouts from those fights and you hear Jimmy Wisman just going crazy, like can't believe what he's seen when he's just tearing apart these fucking soup cans, the tomato cans, they call them these tomato cans that they line up in front of them and he's just ripping through people. Well, and then he starts fighting legitimate people and beating them even worse. <laughs> yeah, I know my favorite was because I remember, I think when you, you were living with me in uh, West St. Paul, we we were I can kind of remember this. We were in the basement hanging out and like it was on ESPN or ESPN Classic and mm-hmm. it, it was like all of Mike Tyson's fights. It was like late at night and we were sitting there watching him. Yeah. And I was just amazed. Uh and then I don't know if I was with you, but I was watching the Holyfield fight with him, and then that's when it my hatred of Evander Holyfield started. And Well, it was with all those headbutts. Yeah, and then you watch him yeah. fight other people, and he just hugs them and headbutts them. Yep, he's so annoying. Um, but yeah, obviously he, him, and his twelve kids are flat broke now. But <laughs> <laughs> well, like Mike Tyson, the crazy, the thing is, like you just watch his fights, and you're like, oh wow, this guy's you know vicious. He's crazy. But then you watch his interviews, and it's like, holy shit, he's even talking. He was talking <laughs> to the the female journalist who was interviewing him, and asking her during the interview are you gonna fuck me yet like (laughs) just like the only reason i give interviews to females is to fuck them and you're just like jesus he just said that knowing that the camera's on like yeah he didn't even he didn't even wait for the camera to be off or try to play it off like he was joking he said it with the camera on just fucking said it he's pretty like uh, like he seems really normal now um but obviously he was quite a tyrant i don't know uh, if if all the rapes and shit are real, then he is a asshole. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, I don't. It, I don't know. It's so many people tried to sue him. It's hard to tell. Um, but he probably did that one. You know what I mean? The one he went to jail for, for sure. But oh yeah. What I was, well, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say the thing is too. I mean, I I really hope I wouldn't be even you know half of the uh, asshole as he supposedly was. When he was that famous, but I mean, that kind of, that level of fame has to do something to you. You know, when you walk into a room and every single person, every single person like knows you and you think like you're probably one of the most famous people on earth, you can also destroy anyone. Like it's a, it's illegal for you to punch anyone because (laughs) like your hands are basically like considered lethal weapons. You're so fucking, you know, you're so powerful. Yeah. 
Uh, There's no one who can stand up to you. That's got to be a weird feeling. Do you know how many times I watched the clip of him where he's like, I broke my back. And he's like, what'd you say, Mike? My back's broken. He's like, (laughs) spinal. (laughs) (laughs) I watched that so many times. I couldn't quit laughing. I totally forgot that happened. My back's my favorite, broken. My favorite Mike Tyson quote is, I'm going to fuck you till you love me. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. He said that to another man. <laughs> <laughs> or the, Fucking A. The one where he, wants, he says he wants to kill kill you, kill your kids, and rip their heart out and eat them. And he's like, oh, praise Allah. Need it. <laughs> yeah. Praise, oh. praise Allah. Yeah, he is, uh, he's definitely has some brain damage, I would assume. And all the drugs probably did not help his case at all. Yeah, I think, well, he, I think he was attributing like a lot of his like mellowing out to smoking weed rather than drinking alcohol, I think is what he's kind of saying. And the cocaine. And not doing cocaine anymore? Yes, yes. I mean, uh, speaking of that, this is the final thing before we get out of here. Who is the guy, who is like Trump and Nixon's guy? Uh, What was that guy's name? Trump and Nixon's guy. Yeah. They always, he always like helped, he helped both of them out a lot. Something Stone. Oh, Robert Stone. Is it Robert Stone? Uh, Possibly. Whatever this guy's name is, maybe it's, maybe it's Roger. Maybe it's Roger. Roger, Roger Stone. He always, they always kind of portray him as like the penguin whenever like the talk show people are making fun of him. So I was watching, someone had posted a clip of like, it was a disposition. I don't know what he was there for exactly. And he kept like twitching his mouth and like licking his lips and like over and over. And he's just being a complete dick and everything. Yeah. And I didn't know what he was doing. And then I'm reading through the comments and it's like, holy shit, this is like the type of behavior a heavy cocaine user does. Really? Yeah. It like, it was weird because he was like, I I don't, it almost looked like when you see a crackhead and they're kind of like, Twitching. Uh, twitching and like licking their lips and like shit. And this, he was doing this during a disposition and he just didn't look like he was there. All there. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, you got to think during his younger years, he would have been he would have been like our age during maybe the 80s. I don't know. He, so no, he that well, was kind of when cocaine was like pretty big. You think so? No, he had to be older than that, because if he was helping Richard Nixon, he was like his political yeah. advisor or something. Okay. I don't know exactly how old he is, but you got to maybe he got really big into cocaine and he just never let it go. I mean, <laughs> I, that's allegedly supposedly. We have no idea if he does cocaine. But You should you should um try to find this guy's disposition because it's like holy shit. He he was born in 1952 by the way. Um Oh, so he's as old as Okay, yeah. So he's 69 years old as said. 69 going to be 70 pretty yeah. soon. And if he did the disposition, I'm assuming it's with maybe the Russian stuff. Um, so that was probably 2000, what, uh, 17, 18, maybe. So yeah. if he was this coked up <laughs> and he was would be <laughs> 66, 65 years old, holy shit. Yeah, he would have. Yeah, he would have been pretty much our age during the 80s. So, yeah, he would have been in his 30s during the 80s. So he likes so, the party. Yeah. If he, uh, <laughs> he got to say, I mean, pretty much all, everybody with money was doing cocaine back. True. So I, but honestly, anybody out there, if you're bored, look up the disposition with this guy and just like watch his mannerisms. It's really, 
it's quite um it's quite weird you don't expect someone to act that way but uh he d- i've heard he's an asshole and anything that might might confirm it um but uh yeah. anyway phil we've been going about an hour here i suppose we better pack this shit up guys we'll be back next week with a regularly scheduled episode phil's got his internet he's good to go actually i think his internet might be better than the old department's internet but uh yeah. but yeah thanks for bearing with us while Phil is getting all his moving done, like we said, we'll be back next week with another. I don't even know what it's going to be about. Only Phil does, but uh, I'm sure it'll be a banger. Yeah. Hit us up on our email, subliminaldpodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Instagram, Subliminal Deception Podcast. Suggestions, likes, replies, everything like that. Thank you. Send them all. Send them all there. Well, uh, we'll see you guys next. Thanks, guys. <laughs>